You're listening to Weekly Devotions with Pastor James, a podcast devoted to helping you with your walk with Jesus. We do this by looking at the scriptures through devotions and messages every week. For more information, you can find us at gardeningthewell.com and would love for you to connect with us over there. Uh, You can visit our blog, you can visit our bookstore, and you can connect with us and shoot us some feedback. Send us questions, maybe something you'd like to hear an episode on. And with that said, uh, let's jump into it today. Did Jesus ever do anything out of the normal? Well, he did, and that's what we're going to be taking a look at in this week's episode. So good to have you with us this week. We pray that you are doing well. Pray that life is treating you good. Pray that your walk with the Lord is growing. And uh, if you don't know Jesus, we would love to help you with that. Uh, That is what our aim is here at Weekly Devotions with Pastor James, uh, just to give you a weekly devotion to help you uh, with your walk with Jesus, uh, hopefully answer some questions, be an encouragement to you. And this week, we're going to be taking a look at something in Mark chapter 11, and it is something that Jesus does, and he normally doesn't do this throughout the gospel record. What that is, is that Jesus actually destroys something. And so uh, that's what we're going to be taking a look at today, uh, Mark chapter 11. And as we do that, I'm going to ask you something. Have you ever done something out of the normal? Uh, I have four kids and they do, you have to learn what they are like. You have to learn what their thoughts are like, how they act, how they respond to things like that. And for those of you that are parents and you have more than one child, you know that your kids do all sorts of things that are different. Uh, Some kids, they can't be by themselves. Other kids only want to be by themselves. And But one of the things that you learn is that when you're a child, or you can even say a spouse or a friend or, or anybody that you're close with, when they do something out of the normal, that is when you need to go, okay, what's, what's going on here? What is it that I need to see? What is it that I need to learn? I know that when one of my uh, children, I won't, I won't give you their name, but I know when they're quiet and they're more reserved, they're actually very upset about something. But I know for one of my other children that when they are really rambunctious, when they are just going, 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 and they're loud and just overbearing, I also know that something is up with them because for both of those children, them doing those two things is out of their norm. They're acting completely different than they normally would. And that's when I need to take notice and really ask what what's going on there. And Jesus does that with us in Mark chapter 11. As I said, Jesus does something that is out of his norm. It is something that he really doesn't do throughout the gospel record. And what that is, is this. In Mark chapter 11, Jesus actually destroys something. And if you think about it, let me ask you this. How many times do you know of Jesus destroying something in the gospel accounts? He doesn't really destroy anything at all. Nothing. And he's always healing. He's always bringing life in some way, whether it is uh, raising the dead, whether it is giving food, whatever the case may be, he's bringing life to a situation. But in this account, Jesus actually destroys something. And so 
we have to take note of that and see what Jesus is doing uh, so that we can apply it to our lives. And that's what we're going to do over the next couple of minutes. And so I'm going to read just a little bit to you from Mark chapter 11. It's Mark chapter 11, verse 12. And where we're picking up is it's the beginning of Passion Week. Uh, Jesus has just had his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And this is the day after uh, that. And what we read in Mark chapter 11, verse 12, it says, The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. And that's where we need to pause right now. Because what we see here is it's really early in the morning. And so Jesus and the 12, they're getting up and they're leaving Bethany and they're walking into uh, the city of Jerusalem. And Jesus is hungry. Who's not hungry in the morning? I love uh, a good plate of pancakes, eggs, and sausage. I don't know about you, but I could eat that just about every single day. I'm a breakfast person. But anyways, Jesus is hungry. And so he sees in the distance a fig tree. And it says, it's a fig tree in leaf. And that's really important for us. All right. So Jesus sees that this tree is his leaf and he goes over to see if the tree had any fruit on it. And when Jesus gets there, there's nothing. There's no fruit on the tree at all, only leaves. And Mark goes on to tell us that it was not the season for figs. And so in light of this, Jesus curses the tree. He goes, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And so I think, wow, that that's kind of harsh for Jesus. Is this Jesus before his morning coffee or something along those lines? Because we don't normally see this type of behavior or speaking from Jesus where he curses something. Uh, you, no one's eating from you ever again. Like, what's the deal? Well, Jesus is actually destroying this fig tree, as you'll see more clearly in a minute, but it's actually a foreshadow of something else. And I want you to get that. And so what's going on here? Well, go back to what we read. We read that this fig tree was in leaf, and and that is important where Mark tells us that this was in leaf. And here's why. Mark tells us that it's not the season for figs. And what Mark is talking about is figs that are fully ripened and ready to be picked off the, the tree. And that is still a couple weeks away for the growing season, right? But the fig tree there in that region where Jesus was at, the Middle East that you and I would call, the fig trees over there would grow this pre-fruit, this early fruit that uh, people would often pick and eat. It wasn't if you were hungry, you would pick it and eat it. It's kind of like eating, I'll say, a very green banana. It's not very ripe. You can eat it. Uh, but these fig trees would have this pre-fruit on them that people would sometimes uh, pick off. But this pre-fruit would grow and ripen and be ready in a couple weeks, right? This early fruit on the tree would show that the full harvest was coming and that the tree was good. But I want you to get this. This early fruit, this pre-fruit, would come before the leaves on the tree. So get this picture. When Jesus walks up to this fig tree and he sees the leaves on it, because Mark tells us that it's in leaf, there should be this pre-fruit on this. It should be there, there should be this early fruit on it because this fruit came before the leaves, but there's nothing on it. It is just leaves. 
And so this tree is giving the picture that there was fruit growing and maturing and that there would be some type of harvest. And that's why Jesus thought there would be something on this tree even early in the season because there's leaves. But there is no fruit on the tree at this point. And because there is no fruit, it meant that this tree would not bear fruit later in the season either. This tree was not fruitful, even though it was giving the impression that it was fruitful. Do you see that picture? You see, you follow in the analogy there? Now, this fig tree, when you get down into the, the bulk of this whole section here, This fig tree was a picture of the nation of Israel. You see many times in the Old Testament that uh, a fig tree was used to represent the nation of Israel. And so Jesus, by way of this fig tree and what he does with the fig tree, is giving to us a foreshadow of the nation of Israel and the temple of Israel. And so what happens is this. Long story short, Jesus goes into the city. He clears the temple and he just starts flipping things over and he's getting people out of there. He's just upsetting everything. And he's calling out the sin and the rebellion of the people. And after that, they go back out to Bethany. And then we pick up the following morning. Mark chapter 12, verse 20. In the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig, tree, the fig you cursed has withered. And it's the next day. And they see the fig tree that Jesus cursed has withered up from the roots and it's now dead. I don't know if you've ever sprayed uh, weeds in your yard with some type of of killer, uh, if you would. You start to see that it changes colors. It starts to wither up from the roots. You know that it's dead. And that's what the disciples see here. They see that Jesus has killed this fig tree from the roots up. It's gone. It's cursed. It's dead. Uh, No life in it whatsoever. And Peter goes, Lord, it's dead. And Jesus goes on to say, he goes, have faith in God. I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself in the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it'll be done for him. And so Jesus kind of like goes right off into something else. And he doesn't really address what Peter says there. But what do we do with Jesus cursing the fig tree? Why does Jesus do this? Because it's so out of the norm for Jesus to take life away from something instead of giving it. We really have to ask the question, why? What is he doing? Well, Jesus destroyed that tree because there was no fruit on it. And it was a foreshadow of what was going to happen to the temple in Israel in 70 AD. In 70 AD, Rome came in and destroyed the temple of the nation of Israel. Now, what you have to understand about the temple of of Israel, at least in this episode, is simply this. The temple was the heart of worship for the nation of Israel. It's where they had all their sacrifices. It's where they had uh, money and where they were supposed to take care of the poor and all these things. It was the heart of the worship. And for the nation of Israel, when they looked at the temple, they, they thought this. Well, the temple is here. The temple is up and running. Then God must be happy with us. God must be pleased with us. Things must be going well. Well, what Jesus is telling them is this. Listen, there's no root system. There's no life. There's no fruit in and coming from the temple. The temple looks like it's producing fruit, but there's actually no fruit. Or another way of saying that is this. 
Jesus is going, you know what? The temple has all these leaves and it looks like it's fruitful, but there's no fruit and it's going to be destroyed. And that's what happened. And so this got me thinking. So let me ask you a question. Are you the fig tree? Is your life looking like there is fruit? Does your life look like you have spiritual fruit in your life and growing in your life, maturing in your life? Or is your life just leaves? You could ask it this way. Are we fruit or are we leaves? And we can ask this of our church. I asked this of my church a couple months ago and go, are we fruitful or do we just look like we're fruitful? Are we bearing fruit for the Lord or do we just have leaves? And that's something that we need to honestly look at in in our lives. And I've told my church over the last decade and a half uh, that Christianity, following Jesus, is intentional. And so what that means is we have to be very intentional about our walk with the Lord. And at times, we have to address things and take an honest look at things and go, okay, how, how is this in my walk with the Lord? And one of the things we have to ask ourselves is this, am I just producing leaves or am I producing fruit? Am I giving the image, the picture that I am fruitful? Or is there actually fruit in my life? Because if we're honest, there are times in our lives where it's just all a show. That it looks like we're producing fruit, but in reality we're not. We have the leaves and everybody around us will go, Oh, you're so fruitful. Your walk with the Lord is so good. I remember somebody said to my wife and I uh, a couple years back, they go, Oh, I wish I could have it all together like the two of you have it together. And... Uh, It was just a passing comment, and so we didn't get to talk about it uh, with that person. But later that evening, my wife and I brought it back up, and we kind of just laughed and said, if we have it together, uh, there's something wrong, because we don't. Um, And in in that moment, we thought, do we actually put on a a show that we have it all together? Because in reality, we don't. We have four kids. One of them's in a wheelchair. Uh, It's absolute craziness in our lives and and some days it's like I I just want to get through the day but that was the image that we were projecting what is the image that you're projecting are your life just showing leaves or is it fruitfulness because Jesus wants you and I to be fruitful he doesn't want us just to have leaves he doesn't want us to have the show but he actually wants us to be bearing fruit so let me ask you this you know, the fruit of the Spirit in, in Galatians is right there. And I would encourage you today, uh, whenever you're listing this, just go to the book of Galatians right there at the end. Read through the fruit of the Spirit and go, Am I? do I have these in my life? Am I growing and maturing in these qualities of my life? And then ask, well, well, fruit has seed that gets planted and it grows and, and, and it matures. Am I living in a way that these aspects of my life are impacting the lives of others? Right? Paul goes, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
And so let me ask you this. Does your life show that you have self-control or do you actually have self-control? Does your life show the image of love and being loving or do you actually have love in your life and you're growing in love and maturing in love? How about this one? Patience. Oh, there's one for us. Does your life show that you are a patient person or are you actually a patient person? Is there leaves in your life giving the image of fruitfulness or are you actually fruitful? And that's something that you and I need to look at in our lives. And I would encourage you to spend some time in the Lord, uh, spend some time with the Lord in prayer, uh, asking him, Lord, am I fruitful or am I just giving the impression of fruitfulness in my lives, in my ministry, whatever the case may be? And so I pray that that gives something to you to think about, to pray about, because we don't want to just be busy. We want to be fruitful. Busyness will keep us from fruitfulness, and Jesus wants you to be fruitful, not busy. He doesn't want you to give the image of fruitfulness because he's not a fan of that, as we could tell from Mark chapter 11. And so we pray that this has been a blessing for you today and uh, given you something to think about. And I pray that the Lord would help you to be fruitful for him, for your family, for your friends, for your neighbor, uh, for the ministry that God has called you to, that you would bear much fruit that honors him and glorifies him. And uh, we pray this has been a blessing for you. And if so, uh, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. You take care.